I think it's going to rain and it's going to stop. This is I Am a Griefist, a childhood cancer grief journey podcast. We're live. What? Hello. Good Hi. morning. Good morning. Are we? Good morning. It's after. It. Okay. So we're going to talk about May. When you're ready. I'm ready. <laughs> you know I'm ADD, right? I, I can, I'm noticing. I'm evaluating. You got it from somewhere. So we last week had our first guests on, Kelly, Ria, and Charlie. I wanted to check in with you after that and see how you're doing. Mom. Oh, no. She's grabbing tissue already. I'm okay. I'm okay. His mom is okay. They're okay. So it's just still heartbreaking for me to hear that this is never ending, I guess. It just feels like they should find a cure for this. I don't understand why it's still happening. That's the reality of it is it's we're not the only ones. They're not the only ones. There's so many people that have gone through it, are going through it, and will still be going through it still. Their story was very hopeful. She's doing so well and it just brings me peace to see that she's doing so well but I feel like I miss Charlie as well as our baby. I 100% agree with that all of that. It's odd to say it because we just met these people but they're so lovely and baby Charlie I feel a connection to also like I almost feel like I virtually adopted him and I care about that family and I want to know how they're doing you know regularly versus just oh let's check in for this podcast and this is it It, no it's like almost like they're family if that's okay to say again I (laughs) I was telling Kelly before like please don't think we're weird but I was reading on I think it was one of the social medias recently but it was like the people that experience profound loss it's like when you're with them and you're talking with them it's almost like you're home yes like it's a it's an odd feeling that you have this connection with them and 100 i felt that with this family and i don't know them like i i only know them from the three episodes we've put out and you know speaking with them you know just on the side but golly what an incredible family yes what an incredibly strong family yes. she's so fresh that family is so fresh into their loss and they're already like i want to do this i want to help i want to you know get yes. out there and i'm like i don't know how the fuck you're doing that i know because it took us a long time to get I, to i'm still of, fucking working yes. on it like i'm <laughs> i'm i'm in no place to say like you said that it's amazing to see that they're okay like what does yeah. okay even mean i always right. i'm often challenging myself with trying to define, you know, where I'm at in this journey and being okay. I can say I'm okay and that I can manage my grief. I still feel like I have a ton of fucking work to do. Yes. But that early on, I could tell you I was a lot worse than I am today. It's true. It's true. I think what amazes me, I guess, is the fact that they're willing to help other people. Because I think in the beginning, yeah. In the beginning, up, Mark, Mark can't even help myself. Yeah. No, I mean, we went to support groups right away and we were like, no, we no. can't. Uh-uh, don't look my way because I can't do it for anything. And yeah. it wouldn't matter what they wanted. Yeah. And I think I had mentioned the fact that it was people that were so helpless they even needed to write. I can't even do that. Right. I can't. I right. can't. I can't. Yeah. Because I'm just not in that spot yet. Yeah. And 
it's amazing that they were already there. It just feels like right now, if it wasn't for this podcast, we would have never met them. But I feel like you said, 100%. Like, like we're, we're connected. Yeah. And their journey was amazing journey. Their journey has just begun, but I feel like we are six years into our journey and Kelly is like almost like Jess, right? Yeah. They're just so far ahead of where I would like to be. They, they've already there and I'm like striving to get there. I'm trying to do the work to get there because I still have all these feelings that aren't, I know, making progress in my journey. I know that it well, maybe it is. I mean, it's all perspective, right? Like me working through my anger, me working through the feelings I have right now is the work I'm doing to get there. So I can't say I'm not progressing, but I still feel stuck in this anger. Yes. Yes. And I totally understand that. I just feel like right now, it may be because this is May. I don't know what it is, but I feel so emotional about it. I feel like, gosh, what it how amazing would it have been to have met Charlie, to have met the family without there being cancer involved? Yeah. But I don't know if that opportunity would have happened if I it know. wasn't because And it's of a it. strange connection, not your normal connection. And I kind of yeah. want to talk about that a little bit, too, because so our connection is because of our kids, the kids that have passed away. How horrible a connection to have. What I love about this connection is that it's, like I said, hopeful. Like, mm -hmm. I still feel like I've got work to do, but I have inspiration to do so. Not only my baby, but Charlie. Yes. Charlie's now, like I said, like we've virtually adopted them. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. I just feel like how amazing would the baby be right now? What would she be doing? And I think the same thing now with Charlie, like what would he be doing? It would have been just so amazing to have met them, to have seen his artistry, because that's what, you know, she described him so well like we know him yeah why I wanted to check in is because I know it's difficult to relive and relive through someone else because it resonates with you right the right. emotional challenges the physical challenges the whatever roller coaster we're on during that time frame is hard I know I make fun of mom for crying all the time she's crying right now but <laughs> I know it's gonna take a toll on you are you okay to continue so, hearing these stories I am okay because I feel like my crying is a release mm. and I feel like it's healing more than anything. It's still a heartbreaking story. I don't care what anybody thinks about 100%. it. So I cry at commercials. So <laughs> I so cry at cartoons. <laughs> I cry for that stupid phone commercial where they're like talking about phoning home and, you know, call your mom or do some mm. I start crying for dumb stuff like that. This is not anything that's like I need counseling. <laughs> well but maybe I do yeah I was gonna say <laughs> you might no you might. I've gone I've gone and it's just the way I am I don't even know how I get through sometimes a work day but to be honest with you when I first started work that's what I would do is go after work and cry or make sure my kids were okay call them up and make sure that all my kids were okay my grandkids after that when I started having grandkids but that's just my personality I'm a moon child <laughs> what does that even mean born in July so speak full moon <laughs> oh, okay. So I just wanted to take this time to reflect on our guests. And clearly they've had a profound impact on us. And I even think Kelly said that she's just received an outpouring of support. And if that is because of the podcast, I don't think it is. But if it is because of the podcast, my heart is full. Like I just, I'm so glad that she's receiving love and she's receiving care through this too because there's nothing like having support 
through this crazy journey. She knows she has support through us. You know, we are supporting you virtually over across the globe. Knowing that she's getting it from just random strangers too is so cool. Like, I'm so happy for that. I think one of the things that has helped me, because again, it's not like we don't see your sister all the time and we haven't talked about certain things, but there were certain things that we didn't talk about that we went through in the podcast. And I'm sure she's told her story that maybe some of her friends or family members haven't heard. That's a great point. Thank you for bringing that up because actually one of our relatives had reached out to me and basically said, I've always wanted to know about X, Y, or Z, but I never wanted to ask your sister about it. Right. And I'm like, well, great. Now you will never have to. (laughs) Right. So I'm sure that there are some, there's some level of closure for people on the outside who may not have known a lot of the like intimate details of Mm -hmm. things, you know, and it, and it really isn't to, you know, expose those details, but to expose the reality of what childhood cancer is and what it does. And if we do expose some of those more intimate details, it'll give other parents sort of some insight what to look for. Yes. Some indicators. Yeah. Because that's not what we had, right? right? We went into this completely blind. Yes. So if, there are folks out there that can use that information to help them through some of those more complex scenarios that, I mean, if we can help in that scenario, great. Some things will resonate with folks and some won't. But like I said, having the family member reach out and go, hey, you know, this really or gave me some information I didn't know, I'm sure was closure for them too. helped helped release some of that like I've always been wanting to know this and never asked which you probably shouldn't but no because it is it's very intimate Mm -hmm. and some of the details I mean as close as we were I mean we're living in the same house we didn't know yeah and so to hear it and I'm not gonna ask no 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 because at the same time it's still it's your sister and you don't know how that's gonna affect her yeah and it could be something that she doesn't want everybody to know about Right. And she just wants to hold that close, yeah. When which you're entitled to. You don't have to disclose any of that. But if you choose to, I'm sure having to only say it once and not having to repeat it for everybody who's curious right. is probably valuable as well. Like, well, So I don't know about, I know you said curious, but I think, I guess, is it a curiosity? For me to know what happened, it brought me not, it wasn't because I was curious. I mean, it made me angry because of what had happened and how it happened. But it also made me feel like, you see, that's why I've been so mad. Oh. You know, like it gave me an excuse to, you know what? That gives me more fuel to to be angry at some of the stuff that that happened because I yeah. It didn't need to be that way, I guess. True, true. And to be honest with you, with the things that Callie had said, how they prepared, what does she call them? The the machines there? The OBS machine? The, huh? The OBS machines to so that they wouldn't miss it. Because I've heard that a few times that people say, you know, we slept through it. You know, how could we have slept through it? And then they feel guilty because they slept through it. Mm. I mean, well, I would never have even thought about that. To so. be fair, who knows if that was something that was presented to them. We didn't ask, but if it was offered, you know. Right. They actually told her, you're going to know. And you don't. It doesn't. <laughs> it's not like that. We woke up that morning. We had no idea. None. There were, yeah. We had signs. There was something we knew. She was sleeping was a lot. Yes. She wasn't eating. Clearly she, she was seizures. going downhill. Yes. But that morning that she had her seizure. 
we didn't know that was going to be the day. And the no. doctors didn't even because they even they didn't know yeah. that either because yeah. they told her it could be hours. It could be days. Right. It could right. be months. Right. We don't know. Now, I wonder if that was something that uh, it just might be sort of like the nature of care. Like in that country that they, uh, you know, they offer the OBS machine. I don't ever recall having that as part of a conversation. We weren't maybe just part of that conversation, but I don't feel like That's they were it. monitoring her. They were on any I don't know that that machines. Was a, right. So I don't know that that was a conversation for them either. They just bent over backwards, whatever it is that she needed, which is awesome. Great. Because you need yeah. to get that. And I, to be honest, I know the these guys, the hospice team. They were coming with machines mm -hmm. to check things. Mm -hmm. I'm sure they would have brought one if we asked, but we didn't know enough we to ask. We wouldn't know. Yeah, yeah, we didn't know enough to ask. Right. But yeah, if that's an option where we are, please. You, you won't know unless you ask. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying is at least you know now. Right. It's something that you can ask your doctor or ask the hospice team. Can you? Don't be afraid to ask. Yeah, don't be afraid to ask. The worst thing they can say is no. Right. And you don't get it. But if there's an opportunity for them to say yes... Yeah, yeah, and it know. may be something that, because again, remember when we were going through this, the hospice team was totally took it as something separate from the hospital. So if we couldn't have got it from the hospice team, I'm sure we could have got it from the hospital. We would have just had to sign papers like we right. had to last minute. Yeah. yeah. But you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. It seemed like when we didn't like something that the hospice team had presented, because yeah. at one point they presented the medication for her to get like, gosh, what was that medicine that she was getting? Morphine? Morphine. They oh. were going to give her just morphine, like a drip of morphine. And I started doing some research and I told her, no, don't do it. Because those machines, sometimes they get plugged and you won't even know until she starts screaming in pain that oh. there's a kink in it. Sometimes it stops working. And the fentanyl patch was awesome for her. It was just, I mean, she put it on and she, you would hear her go, she would take a breath like it it actually worked, relieved, like it was supposed to. Relieved her. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. to take that away, I called her doctor, her oncologist and said, I don't want to do this. Do we have to do this? I mean, do we have to get rid of the hospice team in order to keep her on what she's on right now because of what I read? Yeah. And she says, no, you don't have to change anything. Oh, so, good. Okay, cool. Yeah. So we didn't change anything, but they mm. had to arrange it with the hospice team because that's their protocol is just to... Everything goes away. You're going to do this. We're going to bring this this machine next time we come and we're going to get her on a morphine drip. Mm -hmm. That's what it was. We're going to put her on a morphine drip. Yeah. I mean, that's such valuable information that she shared that that might be an opportunity for you to to have that right. equipment, you know, at the end stages, which maybe, you know, we didn't know we could have gotten. Right. And if that can help another family through it, that's amazing. Yes. And that's the other thing I don't think we had mentioned before. If your child is comfortable with whatever medication your doctor has put you on that the hospice team wants to change, you don't have to change it. Do the research. That's the only thing. Kelly had her husband who was the researcher and you and I were doing the research stuff. So anytime something happened, we both were like trying to figure things out. And yeah, I don't know how well we did. I don't think we did very well, but we did, we did the best we could. Exactly. Yeah. We did the best we could. Because she couldn't. There's no way that she was going to be able to do anything on top of worrying about her daughter and taking care of herself or right. anything else. So right. coming in with information, like I remember reading a news article that they tried something with a patient that had a Wilms tumor and it ended up where they had misdiagnosed the child. So they were trying this protocol. But I came in with this protocol saying, can we do this for her? Even though at the end I read that she had been misdiagnosed, I even asked her oncologist, well, how do I know that she wasn't misdiagnosed? Yeah, yes. And so she said, no, every single time they test, they test the tumor, they test mm. this. 
And every single time it's coming back with the cells with Wilms. So mm. I, I think was I no remember doubt. something about that. Yeah. yeah. Because I thought, what do you mean she was, you know, yeah. with this other child? Misdiagnosed. You mean that's possible? Well, how do we know that yeah. they didn't happen to yeah. ours? Yeah. 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 That glimmer of hope that, you know, we're not. If they're, in... they're on the wrong protocol exactly. then. If exactly. Because they're doing a Wilms tumor protocol. Maybe right. she needed to be on something else. Right. So. But I think what was really great early on, too, was that her doctor had said that we could do research and to bring her the research that we found if there was something that we yes. wanted to explore further. Right. right. So it wasn't like, no, you can't do your own research. I don't know if they could even oh, say no. that. But she... It, she was like, even Jess would come to us and say, hey, you know, if you guys find something, let me know. And we no. can give we, this to the doctor. And I think we had time. like a folder where we would put stuff in for her yeah. doctor. Hey, have yeah. you looked at this? Have you looked at this? Have you I mean, at to this? the point where she even asked me, do you, uh, do you guys have a medical background? Really? Oh, shit. <laughs> Oops. Well, no, we're getting to be kind of so you know knowledgeable about this tumor, not about everything, anything else, but about this particular tumor. And she goes, "Yeah, that's what happens." Exactly. I was gonna say, you become, and people will say this frequently, you become an expert in some shit you don't want to be an expert in, right? But you will learn the shit out of it, right? Mm -hmm. You will arm yourself with as much information so that you can make those decisions, like right. Kelly had said too. Yeah. You know, make the best decisions you can with the information you have. So, man, wow, what a reflection on some of the stuff that, you know, she resonated that we had shared and vice versa. Now reflecting on some of the things that she had shared that we're now resonating with. And like I said, how incredible these people were, how incredible our first guests were. There is an opportunity. Mom and I are here to hear other stories. Go to our website. Iamagriefus.com. Find us on social media. We're on Facebook, sort of, Twitter, kind of. It's just a feed <laughs> from Instagram, and I don't think there's much there. But Instagram, I think, is where we're most active. Our handle is Iamagriefus. Find us. Go to our webpage. There's a form online to be a podcast guest. We want to hear your story. And let me just tell you, too, that even now sharing that information, it's hard for me. It's hard to recruit people to be on here because it's like I know that people are vulnerable mm -hmm. and it being on our podcast, you are vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to ask people who have lost a child to come tell their story. Like, and I know it's difficult. It so I was talking to my husband the other day about it. I was like, I don't want to push people to come, but I also want people to know that it's okay to come yeah. you know to come and, and you don't share have to give story. your name if you don't want to you don't oh, have to completely. share the name you know everything that uh, well you see that when we're talking about ours we say the baby well there's a couple reasons why and i'm glad you bring that up too because i'm sure someone's going to ask at some point why we don't say her name so let's talk about that one of the reasons why we do that is because there are still a ton of minors involved and while we do share you know, our position about religion and sort of how we've changed our thought processes about religion, people might not agree with that. And right. I don't want that to negatively impact the other kids. You're like, right. you know, and then their little friend finding out about the podcast, hearing what we have to say and go, oh, your aunt's a piece of shit because she doesn't believe in God. Like, I don't want them to have to deal with right. that. So there is some level of privacy we want to keep for those kids who are still minors, who are still growing up in today's, you know, social virtual world right. that I don't want them to be negatively right. impacted. We don't need to give them ammunition to bully anybody. Exactly. Yeah. And if you want to bully somebody, come at me. Like mom and I will talk about this all day long. <laughs> We've been and lived through worse. Go ahead. Right. Like it's not going to be a good day for you because, you know, whatever you think ammunition you have on me, you ain't got shit. Right. Like you just you can't take me down. Like right. I've been through worse. So go ahead. <laughs> no. Go ahead. 
Um, anyway, so yeah, there's there's that. But then, you know, we also want to just at some point in time, I think we just decided it was probably best that we we don't, which is I would love to say her name. Yeah. I say her name everywhere else, but here. Heck, our I license can't. plates say her name. I know. We've got all kinds of st- I got a tattoo with her it's, name on it. It's hard to explain this away, <laughs> but like there are just some things that I'm okay in this world keeping private. Yeah. But it doesn't change our story. I mean, no, we're here because of her, but we're talking about our story about, right. you know, how we're dealing with things. So yes. we want to respect you know, the privacy for the other kids as well. And just make sure that, you know, we're keeping that relationship intact so that they can live this world to the greatest of their potential without having what we're doing negatively impact. Yes. But that's the only other thing that I can add is just basically, you know, if, if that's something that would make you feel more comfortable, then do so. I just know for a fact that it's helping us. It's, and it seems to be helping other people to hear that. I mean, the positive things that we've been hearing have been that, they just needed to hear something like the podcast. My husband says that our podcast is what people didn't realize they needed in their life. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Or they come and they go, nope, fuck these people. <laughs> but that's okay, too. It's I mean, 100%. We did, it for our, we did it for our own reasons. And yeah. it seems like we're connecting with people that, to me, it's like, oh, my gosh. There I, are more of us. Mm-hmm. Well, at least one more family. <laughs> It's okay, though. Yeah. It's okay. Because yeah. I, I think we started that, and I've said it several times. Even if we only have one person, it's well worth it. 100%. Mm-hmm. So this month, I also want to let everybody know we might be a little quieter. We might not have as many frequent episodes this month because this month is the month of her passing. So we're recording today starts May. What? Already? So every kind of think that this was I thought today was going to be hard because it's May the 1st, (laughs) May the 1st. So we're recording. It's a Saturday, May the 1st. And, you know, what's strange is like this time of year, you sort of start to like gear up for battle. It's the never ending cycle. It's the anniversary. I mean, and that's a good topic, too, that we can talk about anniversaries and how we've managed throughout the years. But this takes an emotional toll on us about this time of year, every year. There's a sequence of events that starts in May. It's Mother's Day. And then it's one of the other kids' birthdays. Then it's the next day is the day of her passing. Then we get into Father's Day. Then we get into you and her's birthday month. So there's like this three-month window of just work. And mom is crying. What's going on over there? The very last picture that we have of her happened for May Day at her school. And then, of course, Mother's Day. That Mother's Day, the last Mother's Day was, they gave me a photo album of our Give Kids the World trip. Then I still have a hard time opening of course, first Mother's Day without my mother. Because that happened back to back, right? Yeah. <laughs> Your mom passed and then she passed shortly after Mother's Day. So, yeah, it's a rough but And it's a cycle. Like, we do this every year. And it doesn't get any easier. It doesn't. And I'm telling you that I feel like most May, what I try to do is just stay quiet. Just mm-hmm. sit in my room, watch TV, just anything that I don't really have to pay attention Distracts to. Distracts you, yeah. But talking about it. 
I think afterwards, I just feel like I feel better. <laughs> I don't even know how to describe it. Like I could go to work. I can, I mean, not that I can't go to work, but I would go to work and just think about it. I almost feeling like I had told my husband, it's like, I almost feel like I need to get a good cry first and then I'm going to be okay. Yeah. But I just need to be able to cry it out. But I'm always afraid that once I start, like I'm not going to stop. Yeah. So this is my cry day right now. <laughs> That's okay. I mean, we have a whole month actually three months of this. <laughs> and while I would like to check in weekly, I know it's probably going to be difficult. And this is just the reality of what this is. Like, but mom and I stay connected and I think get closer these months because we have a lot of work to do. And yeah. to be able to have an outlet to do that is helpful, but it's necessary. So like I was reading somewhere because now I'm following a ton of like grief pages on social media and like if I'm having a bad day, I the recommendation is for me to check in with you and go, hey, I'm having a bad day. Do you have the capacity to listen? Because I know that you're going through shit, too, and I might just make it worse for you. I don't know that you can make it worse. Oh, OK. So well, if then that I'll just makes any dump. sense. Yes, <laughs> it, if that makes any sense. You can't make it worse. We lost her. So it's, it can't get any worse than that. I mean, what I have to deal with is the loss of my mom that I feel like I didn't really was able to grieve for because mm -hmm. then we got the six months. Yeah diagnosis and then she was on hospice and I just feel like I never was able to grieve her like I should have so it's grief on top of grief after that yeah so there isn't really like what what can you do <laughs> I mean well if you're not... just not in the mental headspace that you know you're okay to listen yeah that's okay too but I want to be respectful of that like and I feel like I'm growing by having all these pages I'm now following and they're offering, you know, some. <laughs> well, I think that's good. Some I help used to, to follow people those. who grieve. Yeah. I was following them like right when we got into hospice part. Then I started looking for all these grief pages. And of course, because I started going to counseling, they started suggesting different authors and stuff and they have their mm -hmm. own pages on Facebook. So I was starting to follow a bunch of stuff. So I totally understand all that. I just feel like I'm done with it, that part of it. Now. So I yeah. almost feel like I don't even have to. I just need to I already know how I am and I know how, like I just need a good cry and then I'm gonna be okay yeah I know that for me I'm looking forward to going to Disneyland on okay so let's talk about this process of anniversaries so if you haven't had an anniversary yet if you've had anniversaries in the past we're gonna share sort of what we've experienced with anniversaries so the first ones obviously were the hardest. It's like the first of everything. The first of everything is like the milestone. First walk, you know, first words, first whatever, right? So that's the same here. And what we've sort of done is given Jess the lead. Mm -hmm. Like she steers the ship and we row or, yeah. you know, like we just we help her get where she wants yes. to go. So basically mm -hmm. we let her go. Hey, I want to release balloons. OK, then we all go. We go get balloons. And so she says, I want to release balloons. We say how many? And yeah. What color. Yeah. Right? <laughs> we and show up. We just do it. Yeah. Exactly. We show up for her. Whatever helps us heal. Whatever mm -hmm. is going to keep us together. Didn't remember and to honor. And so it could be that it could be. Hey, I just want to go to her favorite restaurant and have dinner. Okay, tell me when. I'll take the day off if it's earlier, if yeah. it's at lunch instead of at dinner, whatever mm -hmm. it is. So she takes the lead and we sort of follow. Mm -hmm. 
But if she were to say, you know, I don't want to do anything today, it's just going to be me, okay, too, right? And then She's I go, done that. Yeah, yeah, which she has. Mm-hmm. And then I go to mom, hey, mom, do you want to do anything? And it's sort of like a trickle-down effect, right, of, hey, if, if we're not going to do anything with Jess, I still want to do something. I'm not necessarily in a place where I want to do something by myself. Hey, mom, how about you? Do you want to do something by right. yourself or do you mm-hmm. want to do something together? We can go do something together. Mm-hmm. So what we have done sometimes is, like, I'll have a bad day and I'll be like, hey, mom, do you want to go? to Disneyland this week you know and we'll just go I I, I know hopefully it's going to get back to frustrated that that I can't but what's great is but they have reopened Disneyland and so we got reservations I think we shared this and we got tickets to go and we are all going to go on her anniversary of her passing and I'm I know I'm going to be emotional Mm -hmm. I'm probably going to cry a lot so I don't feel like that day I'm going to cry I don't think I ever have I feel like I cry like before, like today I'm going to cry and I'm going to be okay for the rest of the month. Mm. But I, like I said, I just feel like ugh, I just need to get that out and mm. then I'm going to be okay. And I know you said that first times are the milestones, but I know for a fact for me, the second year was worse. Why? Well, because I want to say that the first anniversary of her birthday, the first anniversary of her passing, I was still numb. Mm. And I think... The second year, it felt like this is real now. Reality. This yeah. is like, I know. I see. I, I smell um, what you're stepping in. Yes. It's yeah. just like as much as I hurt afterwards, what I did is I went back to work and I started working more than I should have. I didn't care what time was open because there's always time to work in a dispatch center. It's like there's never a day that you can't go into work. We don't need you, you today. Want. Yeah. <laughs> There's never that. There's never that. You want to come in, you know, somebody wants a day off or they're, somebody's already off or somebody's sick. And it's just really up to me. And because of the, I had to retire to, in order to help with everything that was going on, I'm limited to how many hours I can work. But yeah. I didn't know that in the beginning. They didn't know that either because they didn't have anybody that wanted to work 40 plus hours a week because I just needed to have a reason to get out of bed. Right. So I feel like what I did was, do everything possible to not think, think about other stuff. So again, I felt like I was, you know, like a walking zombie maybe the mm. first year. And it sure seemed like the second year I foggy. felt everything. Huh? Your mind was foggy. Yes. Yeah. I think all of that was happening. And I don't know if that was a protection mode for my brain, but I know the second year was the worst, mm. the worst I ever, I don't I don't know how to explain it. It was like I lost her again, mm. but it was the second year that I felt more so. Interesting. I've heard it one other time. Somebody else said it in a group too. And I mean, yeah, I think the first year is like survival mode. Uh-huh. It's you're just trying to survive, and then after a year, and we're not putting time constraints on anything. No. You might still Everybody be in survival separate. mode second year, but right. for you, after survival mode first year. And coming around second year, you sort of fell in a place of you're coming this out, reality coming now. up for air. This is, I'm never and then it was again. a boom mm-hmm. reality check. Yes. Wow. Yes. I can understand that. I don't know. I can't tell you that I experienced one way or another, but I understand. I understand how that mm-hmm. is possible for sure. Because like a lot of year one, I don't remember. The first year? Yeah, I don't remember. That's what I mean. That's what I think. The first year. So if Jess said, we're going to do this, we just did it and did it automatically. We didn't do anything else. We didn't think of anything else. We yeah. just did it. Yeah. It and the it second year, it was like, oh my gosh, this is, I don't even know how to explain it. It's just so much pain. It's so much pain. Yeah. It's the reminder. Yeah. And it's not like it's not painful now. I just remember the second you're being like reality check. Wow. Like, wow, this is our life now. Yeah. 
But when these time frames come around, it's definitely harder work for us internally, mentally to get through this time. And like we have shared, we do what we can to keep ourselves most sane, right? And then when the day actually comes. It's that day, it's, you start thinking about what happened Maybe that morning. Maybe because it was a traumatic yeah, event. It was so, so traumatic. It's, you're sort of. And I was still, for me. Significant. I, I saw her that morning and I didn't see her again until she had passed away because I went to go get her medication. So I didn't even see that she had gotten worse. But for me, it was like I felt lost. I didn't experience some of that stuff, but I also didn't get to love her through some of that stuff. I didn't get to help with some of that stuff. I mean, I was away because I was trying to help, but it kept me away from everything. There's nothing that I can say that's going to help you through that. I know. Because I can offer mom. You didn't want to be there. I know. You've told I can me that. offer. You told me that that day. I'm glad you weren't here. And I'm like, yeah, I'm a 911 dispatcher. I can do some of this stuff. <laughs> it's different hearing it, though, than actually watching your loved one going through it. I, I know that's a fact. Yeah. And I don't want to make it seem like it was. How do I say this? Like that it was something that you should have done. Like, I don't want you to think, oh, I'm privileged because I was there to see it. Like it wasn't. <sighs> It wasn't something that I would wish upon anybody. I know. But I think that's what... And to be honest, Mom, while I was present, while all of it was happening, I was still in a similar position to you where I'm still on the outside. The person that was really helping her was her mom. The person that was really comforting her and loving her was her mom. And it wasn't that I couldn't give her love or I didn't want to give her love. My love was supporting my sister to love on her daughter. It just doesn't make any sense any other way. Yeah. Anyway, we kind of went off on a tangent there, but coming back to anniversaries. God, it's really hard doing it in this room because there's all these pictures of her and I keep looking at them. (laughs) This is my room though. So I get to do whatever I want to in here. Oh yeah, yeah. Like that little that little one in yellow with her pigtails in the <laughs> She looks like that little girl. Boo. And... <laughs> yeah. But I did see that picture of the was it May Day that you guys took that picture of the tea party downstairs? Downstairs it was yes. So May Day at her school and because we were still close to her teacher, she let us know that they were gonna be taking pictures and they had like all these props set oh, up for cute. tea party mm-hmm. and the, you know, hats, the big mm-hmm. old, you know, how much I say? They're fufu, but they're like British looking and all these. Did like... I just call British hats fufu? <laughs> <laughs> but do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, like Dickens Festival kind of era okay. where they have like, you know, the feathers and all of these things to just. Gaudy. Yeah, gaudy, but at the same time, like, you know, royalty kind of yeah, sort yeah. of. And you're sitting down with, you know. These little teacups. And Mija, you know that we never drink tea here. We never use it. And after that day, I went to go get me some teacups so that I can have it just to. And to me, it's hard for me to get rid of that. And she never touched those ones that are here. I know. But I bought them because of that, because she passed away that month. And that was one of the last things that we were able to celebrate, as well as Mother's Day was the last holiday that we can celebrate. So that's hard for me, too. And and I realized that, you know, life goes on and we're supposed to, right? We're still supposed to celebrate and have a reason to celebrate. But that's still, it's hard. It's hard for me not to think about that day your brother came over and instead of taking care of his wife and his kids, he came over to take care of us and 
the baby and brought a bunch of food and made us breakfast and fed everybody in this house, which is a lot of people that brought flowers. And that was the last thing we were able to do. We couldn't even have all the kids here because we were afraid of germs. Yeah. So he gave up his time and his wife gave up her day because she she was okay with her coming over. I'm sure if she would have had a problem with it, which I know she would never, but if she would have had a problem with it, he wouldn't have come. Mm-hmm. So, but it is one of those, like, the most awesome, it was so awesome to have that memory. But at the same time, it's just very painful because it was, you saw, I look at some of the pictures that we took, you could see how fragile she was already. She was so frail. She wasn't eating. She was sleeping. She wasn't. She wasn't doing much of anything. Speaking of which, I remember that one of the last days that she was here, I had asked her, hey, mama, if I go get a tattoo, what do you want me to get? Have I talked about that yet? (laughs) No. No? She drew me a little note that she wanted me to Is that why you got that tattoo? This one. (laughs) I didn't know you had asked her. Mm -hmm. I had asked her. Which brings me to tattoos a little bit. So we've gotten a few. Now, my thoughts about tattoos... I've always wanted a tattoo, but I had done so much in my life that I thought I was cool getting a tattoo. I probably went through tons of ideas on what I wanted to get. Like, I I played soccer my whole life. I thought I was going to get a stupid soccer tattoo. Not mm. to say that your tattoo of soccer is stupid, but it just, <laughs> it wasn't meaningful enough to me. Like, right. it is still a part of my life. Like, I played soccer last night, and I'm super fucking sore today. But I didn't want a soccer ball tattoo. I didn't, like... I don't know why. I just, I thought about it, but I didn't. And then I was really into skulls. <laughs> I thought I was going to get a skull tattoo. <laughs> didn't do that. And then it was like, well, maybe I should get my maiden name because I figured I would get married and I could have my maiden name. But then there was not a real connection to my dad's name. And that's another story. We didn't know his biological father. <laughs> so that's crazy. I would, that's a crazy story. Which is another story we will we talk about later. If that was really his last name, yeah. it turned out that it really is. Yeah, so we crazy. just recently found some family. Hey, I know. Hi, guys. Me. I know. Ancestry.com. Yeah. <laughs> but any, anyways, so I never fully, truly thought that I would know what I wanted to get. And it wasn't until the baby that I was like, oh, I have to get something for her. So you and I went to get tattoos together and mm-hmm. have pretty significant tattoos in her honor. Yes. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is that I'm due for another one this year. I'm going the day after her anniversary to get another tattoo. And it's for her. That was a way for me to, I don't know, I don't know how to explain it. What went into your thought process of getting a tattoo? Well, I could, I could tell you mine. But for me, I'll tell you in a second. I really feel like you honored her by, you asked her. Yeah. If I get a tattoo and you honored that thing. Oh, yeah. You actually, whatever you told her, you honored that. Absolutely. Conversation that you had with her. Yeah. Which was totally perfect. I've always wanted to have a tattoo when I was a young kid. I thought about it. Then I decided, ah, those that's dumb because you grow old and then it's like, ugh. It doesn't look Change the same shape. on a 60-year-old. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but there was one time my husband and I had gone. I didn't have any tattoos. My husband and I married on our first anniversary. He says, let's go get tattoos. I forgot which beach. Maybe Venice or Long Beach oh. for our anniversary. We went over there and I'm like, I don't want a tattoo. And he's all, there's nothing that would make you want a tattoo. No, I don't want, uh-uh. I don't oh. need it anymore. I used to, when I was younger, 
Yeah. Um, and I think instead of getting that tattoo, I, I decided to get a piercing, a belly button piercing. Ew. I know. Ew, Mom. And I had the shape for it still at Ew. that time. So I was still Hussy. okay. <laughs> but there was others in the group. because we I'm went judging as a group. you about that, I know. by the way. <laughs> we, there was a group, and the rest of the group wanted to get tattoos. And what I thought was, yeah, you know what? I'll get a piercing, but I won't get a tattoo. Um, <laughs> and my husband had decided that in his mind, he was going to convinced me that it was okay to get one mm. because he has tattoos. So he has his own reasons. And he, sure. you know, at the time sure. I thought, you know what, it was important to him for some reason. And I said, okay, so we got this little, like, I want to say it's like three inch, four inch tattoo, real small, skinny. It's like a four inch or four inch, but it's four inch long, four inch by an inch, not even an inch. That's an inch. Think. Okay. So it's a very small tattoo that we ended up getting in the Zodiac sign. He's a mm. Taurus and I'm a Cancer. I put a Taurus symbol on and he put a Cancer symbol on his. Aww. But it was our anniversary. And like so I said. Cute. And what I said after that is that every year we should add to it because it's a dumb tattoo. It's dumb. <laughs> it's like there's nothing to it. It's just this little blurb and you're like, what the hell is that? It is kind of embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> And so the next year, I said, let's go back to the same place that we went to and get another one on our anniversary. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know what? I really feel bad about the fact that I made you do that. I don't oh. want to do that anymore because I know you had it in your mind that you didn't want to have any tattoos. And, and I broke that. And I don't I don't feel jokes on you, that. bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so when you had decided to get a tattoo, I, I had to think about all the symbols that we've been seeing from her and all mm-hmm. the important things that were like super significant super significant mm-hmm. yeah so one of the things that she carried with her to uh, radiation was a little stuffed animal that was I want to say it was a husky but she called it a wolfie yeah she always called it wolfie she said it was a wolf and one of the games that they played Minecraft had a wolfie a white wolf that would basically protect Steve because Steve's the character. The oh, name of the okay. Character Steve. <laughs> <laughs> On Minecraft, everybody's a Steve. Oh, okay. <laughs> the characters are Steve. <laughs> you can actually, you know, change the color of your shirt or whatever, but they are the Steve's. avatar. Yeah, 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 okay. So I wanted to get a wolf because of what it meant to her. Right. Like it was something that she could hold on to when she was afraid. Yeah. My gosh, I'm going to cry. Go ahead. I'm just going to continue to make fun of you about it. <laughs> So the first tattoo that I got the same time that you started your tattoo, because we had to go back a couple of times for years because you got a whole sleeve. I did. So what my first one was that that I really felt like had a huge, huge significance was it's supposed to be a wolf, a wolf tattoo. And it still looks like a husky. It's, it a, looks like a husky. it's cute. It's Regardless, a it's a wolf husky. But I wanted to make sure because when you look at the stuffed animals anywhere, they all have blue eyes. Yeah. And that's what she had was yeah. a stuffed animal that had blue eyes. So I wanted to make sure that the eyes were blue. And I wanted to make sure that on each ear, whispering in my husky's slash wolf's ear, was a butterfly and a hummingbird. Because they were symbols for us. Mm-hmm. Go into your thought process for getting them. More than anything, I just needed the symbols of her. And I just felt like... To stay connected. To stay connected with her. And then, of course, when we would get like mediumship readings and they would mention them, I'm like... Oh. So that, to me, is another clue. Because I would never have gotten one. And as old as I am, why would anybody guess that I would have any? Right. You know? Right. And there was one time, and I don't even know if she remembers this, that Jess actually went to some medium or was talking to one over the phone, I think. They told her 
She wants to know why you haven't gotten a tattoo. That's right. Right? That's right. And she's the only one. She still refuses to get anything. Well, I don't think she refuses. She's just, I don't know if she's ready to. It's fucking painful. Let me tell you. It It hurts like hell. But I think, like Kelly had mentioned, she wears the jewelry to stay connected Uh every day. I personally don't wear jewelry, though I think her jewelry is fucking fabulous and beautiful. Mm -hmm. This alleviates the need for me to remember to do that. So I wanted to get a tattoo to always stay connected. 100%. Yeah. Mom has actually quite a few. Pegasus with a unicorn. What is this thing of... That's a unicorn horn. Horn. It was supposed to be. And the unicorn horn was supposed to be multicolors. It is. Because it's so, yeah. Because I can't see it from here. Yeah, I can see it. And the wings are multicolored. Yeah, so unicorns don't have wings. Right. And so he did watercolor and I found him on on Instagram because he yeah, did watercolor I, and I, I really and I wanted that. all the rainbows. Yeah, um, so I really like the way that he did the unicorn. He's Jammin K5. Jammin K5, he works out of Studio City in LA and Studio City Tattoo. He did know. a really good job cuz he, he does did. good with the water. So the funny thing is is you can go to a tattoo artist and you can make small talk. It's work for he, them. Yes, mm-hmm. it is. It's work for them. But he asked questions. He he wanted to he, know more about the story. Yes. Yeah, so when he, he was, found out the story, of course it's going to touch his heart. How could you? You can't be alive and then not touch your heart. Well, and especially the reasons why you and I, you being young and me being so old, at this time wanting to get a tattoo, what could be so meaningful that I would want to do it? And that made sense to him. Yeah. To so mom that. has, she has quite a few in her upper shoulder that... I might just post. Yeah, I might just post on Instagram (laughs) so everybody can understand. But we've got her drawing. She's got the Minecraft Wolfie. She's got the actual wolf with the butterfly and the hummingbird, the blue eyes. She's got a rainbow Pegasus, and the number twenty three that looks like a heart. Uh huh. Uh And her drawing is special for me because she drew that for me. Yeah. And that was the same reason why I got mine is because. Right, but she didn't. I didn't say draw me something if I were to do a tattoo. No. It's just basically her drawing, and I still have this drawing in my purse. Nice. Me too. Mine's Uh laminated. So I I shouldn't laminate mine. I just have it in plastic. But I have. She drew a picture of a rainbow. So we got the rainbow, the Pegasus. That's a unicorn. Uh-huh. Pegasus unicorn-ish. Ish. <laughs> um, Who knows what that creature is? <laughs> so the rainbow with her and me. It's just her and me on sitting on top of the rainbow. That's just one of those things that I'm like, oh. I need Are to you going to get more? I think I want to do one of my other granddaughter's drawings. Mm. And she specializes or she really relates to dragons. So, so we I have a very talented you granddaughter, me niece who is an artist. She is she's an one that's only incredible like artist. Eight months difference between her and the baby. Yeah, and she's in high school. She's in and high so school And so she's already. still developing all of her skills, but she's going to a school that's helping her develop these skills. But she is an incredible artist, and Grandma wants to get another tattoo of some yeah, of her work. Yeah, so I want it of her work, but I yeah. think what I want to do is have it, like, let's see how far down do you go down your wrist? Just from yeah, where just the above watch those. Is. Yeah. So watch. that's what I wasn't sure if I wanted to do like this and go all the way down. Ooh, crazy grandma. Let's see, but but see this part I think Tough will grandma. get like this will get more wrinkly. Wrinkly. So mm. I'm kind of thinking more like you know from just the above wrist. the wrist. Yeah. Yeah, but have like the face here, have the dragon go, and then maybe with the colors trying to make all blend this it in. blend in <laughs> because that's one thing. This looks like such a mishmash, but I think if I can. <laughs> 
blend some stuff together. But each one of these things, I don't care what people say. Each one of these things means something different to me. Yeah. I mean, I thought about this very last minute. Like one day I just go, I want to have that because yeah. it was one of the characters. Significant that, for you. Yeah, very yeah. significant because that's the first thing when we get on. Let's go get our wolf. We need to get our wolf first yeah. because our wolf protect us from all these. Like Yeah. The, so mom knew early on characters. that she wanted to get a wolf. I knew I wanted to get a wolf, but I didn't want to get the same one as mom. So it's taken me six years, but I'm I scheduled. I to get a wolf. I did, but it's taken me six years, and now I'm going to go the day after her anniversary to go get basically the lower half of my other arm that's still free canvas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's what I feel about this one. I'm, I'm losing space on my arms, but... <laughs> and it's really interesting when people are like, oh, they see like her drawing on my arm, and they'll say, oh, is that your daughter's drawing? And I'm like, yep. No. I tell the story. They see this one. The see, it all one? depends. It all depends. No, I always say. I say it's my granddaughters and they'll go, oh, so how many grandkids do you have? I have five. So why did you do this one? So if they keep asking, I tell them. And Motherfuckers. Then go, oh, my gosh. <laughs> You're going to oh regret this. No, and... <laughs> So I think the very first no, time No, I'm happened, saying you're going to regret asking. Right. Yeah. So the very first time I think I cried, but the second time it wasn't so bad. And then after that, it's like, oh, yeah, no, 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 I do this. No, mom. And thank you for letting me talk about her because I love talking about her. Yeah. So like I said, sometimes I just feel like, like this month, I just needed like today to just cry and then I'm going to be okay. Yeah. And maybe it, that's not true that it's going to be okay like for this month, but at it'll, least it'll today, come in waves. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but that always happens to me, too. This hurt the most. (laughs) Her signature? Yeah. That hurt the most. Close to your armpit. Yep. Part of her name, she she did hearts. Oh. So part of her name. Filled it in. Filled it with little hearts. (laughs) Yeah, so they had to fill that in. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I wouldn't wouldn't recommend doing tattoos, but it's whatever works for you. Right. Whatever works for you. For me, I felt like tattoo was finally something I always wanted to do, but it then made sense for me to do. Mm -hmm. Like the whole soccer ball, the whole skulls just didn't make sense. Like that might've just been like a status thing. Like, oh, cool, you got a cool school on you. No, motherfucker, like you're just being a poser. Versus like now I have stuff on here that reminds me and it keeps me connected to her. Anyway, Mother's Day, that's a tough day all around and then we've got her anniversary in a couple of events so we're not going anywhere we're just taking some time for ourselves to process and to do what we need to do to heal to keep moving but stay tuned we'll come back and share some more about how this year went afterwards and I'll probably have hopefully (laughs) if I can bear the pain have a new tattoo to share Mm -hmm. and you can see what we've been up to and again guys go to the website if you're interested in sharing your story we want to hear it I know there are other families out there that want to hear it we're at iamagriefus.com we're also on social media iamagriefus just find us we are out there we have minimal activity right now just because we don't know what we're doing but we will get (laughs) up there we will start sharing some content but as always mom thank you so much for sharing and thanks for including me and all this always i'm gonna check in with you because i know this month is hard but we'll revisit some things in the next coming weeks it's all good all right thank you very much talk to you later love you bye Bye. love you